From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, I'd like to welcome John Vuong, founder and president of Local SEO Search Incorporated. Recognized as Canada's top search engine optimization firm. For more information, feel free to visit their website at localsearch.ca. Again, that's localseosearch.ca. I'm going to repeat that one more time just so we I'm clear. It's localseosearch.ca. Hello, John. I'm honored and uh, really excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Tom. I'm excited to be on your show today. This will be a lot of fun. John, as we said before we started, what... Uh, prayer or mantra or quote do you have that's important to you that kind of gets you through your your day, your life, personally and professionally? So there's two. First one is work hard, play hard, and uh, live life to the fullest. So I've always believed in that. I've always, you know, brought myself up when I was down to really just give it all. That giving it all. I noticed on your website, which I like very much, the About Us, that there's obviously a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into being a real high performer that you are. Can you explain to your audience, you know, what really inspired you to begin your own enterprise and to service clients the way you do? I think it all boils down to at the beginning of my journey, I I feel my family uh, set the precedence. I'm the fourth child of immigrant family from Vietnam arrived here in Canada, immigrated here without much, right? It was really survival mode early days, but our family really kept us together. We always had dinner together. We always had food and shelter. So understanding like if you work hard, they sacrificed everything, liquidated all their assets to have a better life for us children, right? Which they didn't know the language. They have no family. They had no money coming to Canada. So they pretty much gave up everything because of of the war, really, right? When people are doing things for you, especially your parents, you wanna do things back, right? And you have to be ultra grateful. So for me, early days, that's what I did. I I just worked. I really focused on getting good education, kept working all throughout my high school years to university to after school, and really just focused on doing better, getting better, progress, improving, making mistakes, but always trying to get better. That ultra grateful, how much of an impact has that played obviously in your life and in your business, but to have that approach and that meaning of being ultra grateful? Yeah. So ultra grateful for me, I've always been super curious because we didn't have much, right? So at the beginning, it was all all about like, wow, I see people on TV. I see people in magazines. I see people owning their own local businesses, right? And I'm like, wow, one day, wouldn't it be nice to just have a car? Wouldn't it be nice to move away from this, you know, government housing area? Like, I've never traveled until I did an exchange program while in university. I've never flew anywhere. So when we thought about travel, people 
fly to different destination. For me, travel when I was growing up was one hour away drive. I lived outside of Toronto, so one hour into the city of Toronto because my parents got a free festival pass, right? So it was our big trip. So for us, that's what I mean by ultra grateful. Understanding where you come from, understanding how privileged and grateful we are to be living in a Western culture and society, and understanding that we are one of the lucky ones being brought up in this world in a Western society, as opposed to third world country. Local SEO search. How did you you come up with the name and what made you want to be so uh, involved and proficient at SEO search? So after school, I studied business finance. I spent 10 years in sales and I did advertising sales. So I dabbled in traditional media advertising sales. And I also dabbled in online affiliate advertising sales. Again, I didn't come from a sales environment. So I studied, I watched and listened to a lot of uh, Zig Ziglar books, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins. I went to a lot of conferences. I read a lot of books. I pretty much was self-taught because I didn't have resources, no mentors, no coaches, right? You just learn and, and try to mimic the best in this organization that you were a part of. So I, I thought it was a great opportunity. I wanted to earn some money. It was a great learning curve, right? And then before I started my company, I, I worked at a company called, I'm sure you've heard of it, Yellow Pages. And it was a phone directory. It still is. But I was there for five years. And I really connected with the culture, the people that I was connecting with, which were community leaders, neighbors, business owners on a local scale. But they were genuinely in it for giving, providing a great service product for the community, for your average person to survive for their family, right? So for me, that really resonated with me as opposed to doing the online affiliate kind of gig, dealing with Fortune 500 companies, corporate, I really wanted to connect with real people, real business owners. And when I heard that while at Yellow Pages, as you know, people were shifting their advertising spend from traditional print media to then digital, they voiced their concerns. They just told me like, I'm gonna pivot, you guys, which is Yellow Pages, aren't doing what you once did 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even 10 years ago, the return was not there. Behaviors have changed. My customers no longer consume that kind of medium and I had to figure out where they were. And I was dabbling into social media, Google ads and other forms of performance-based advertising. But what resonated me the most and connected with me was Yellow Pages was very much taken over by Google the organic section of Google. And that's where I really wanted to learn how to optimize and help business owners earn their way as opposed to pay their way on Google. So that's how I started. I liked it that you said behaviors have changed and uh, that Google, in effect, had replaced the, uh, the yellow pages at, uh, you know, kind of their core uh, competency and core results. Did you see that while working at Yellow Pages or when did that kind of... uh... Yeah, definitely. So I was consuming more on Google myself, right? And if I was younger and I was, you know, educator or someone that actually is average, maybe 60, 70% of the average are like me, there might be a market there. So I kind of ventured and I didn't know anything about SEO. I just knew how to sell. 
right? I was a salesperson at that time. I had no technical background, no coding, no technical knowledge whatsoever, but I knew there was people in need and I wanted to fill that gap. So when you spot an opportunity, people are willing to pay for a product or service and you wanted to just add value to that. There were a lot of SEO companies and agencies even today and at that time, they were dealing with more larger players, bigger brands, but no one was really servicing the small, medium-sized business owners. So for me, that's me trying to just fill a gap in the marketplace and just do it better than anyone else, which is add more value. I had a lot of experience dealing with customers at Yellow Pages. And um, at that time, I probably dealt with thousands of business owners. So I felt I had a competitive edge. This is excellent. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with John Vuong, founder and president of Local SEO Search Incorporated. For more information, feel free to visit localseosearch.ca. Again, localseosearch.ca. John, you also talked about how the... um, you wanted to work with real businesses, not just corporations. What was the motivation for that? Well, it's because I shop local. I uh, can resonate with them because they are, you know, you go to the church or you go to a grocery store. These are real people that actually you meet, right? They're not put on a pedestal with all these people under them and they can dictate a lot of things. Like for me, a small, medium-sized business owners, they understand how to really care, really take care of their customers because they have to provide ultimate value, ultimate service or pricing. It's, you know, very competitive of a space, right? Especially during this troubled time, a lot of these local retailers or local outlets are challenged, right? And we as community, we need to get together and support one another, right? as a whole. So for me, it was really just resonating with them. They connected to me on a very granular level that really hit home with me. Because again, my parents were, you know, probably a small business owner back in Vietnam, and they liquidated everything and, you know, serving a community. And that's what I wanted to do, because I found what really resonated with me while growing up. Yeah, the sales background that you had said that you didn't have uh, any sales experience, but you studied, obviously sounds like the greats and uh, did what you could. How important is that sales facet or sales skill in your uh, business? So currently, I um, I don't do as much sales as I once did. I'm more strategy because I have a fairly, you know, a larger team, right? But I feel sales is most important, important because relationships It's all about empathy, really listening, asking the right questions, probing them, understanding what really is their problem and providing a solution, right? And that's ultimately what it is. Understanding customers, really getting to the root of them, right? And connect with them on a more, not just business level, but like personal level that you actually want to help them strive and succeed and get better. Um, when you connect with them and they feel like you're honest and you're, you know, trying the best you can and you will deliver integrity wise, honesty, there's a lot of facets along sales that goes a long way. And people can see if you're really in it for the right reasons or not. 
if you truly care or not. So just learning about like what authenticity, rawness really is, genuine, just caring, right? That goes a long way for people to trust you. On the strategy, again, for you, how important is that strategy to not just you as, as your company, but your clients as well? So right now, like moving away from sales, I felt like I, I could be better as a leader, someone that actually mans the ship. So with my team, I love the team build. I love everyone acting like a family, contributing together as one, not a soul or, or hubs, right? Where they become disconnected with everyone else in the team. Once everyone's collaborating together, joining uh, together, we're going to succeed together, right? So steering the ship the right way so that we all have the same core values, same goals, same mission, really just helping everyone succeed, elevate each other so that we all are in it together. Can you share with us a story, John, if you're at liberty to do so, of a client that came in really not sure what direction to go in, but they 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 trusted you to help guide them to an outcome that they expected? You don't have to name names, of course, unless you want to, but uh, can you share a story with your audience today? Yeah, during this pandemic, we picked up dozens of clients. The reason is I think a lot of people understand the difference between paid ads and now earned media or organic ads on Google or wanting to appear naturally. So that's what we help customers do, right? They, we help them position themselves as thought leaders, experts in their domain via keywords. And what we've earned the right to do is we have a lot of case studies, reputation, third-party reviews to solidify our you know, rankings on Google. So when people reach out to us, we've already have pretty solid social proof. Now it's more about, are we the right fit for business owners more than anything? And, um, you know, during this pandemic, a couple of them were in very, very tough situation. I can think of a few and some of them were in the hospitality industry. I, I really had to help them and they, they're still clients. They're still you know, alive and uh, striving. The the challenge for them is, you know, they don't know how to predict their inventory, how to staff up, how to, if they're going to be open this week or next week or next month, right? My job is to ensure that whoever's searching or seeking out their product or service, that we're updating, we're being current, we're on top of what's going on for them, right? So being a part of their business, like we always say, we're not like just a, any other vendor, right? We are a part of your company. We are an extension to your business. And when they feel that and they know that we're in it for the right reasons, that's the reason people stay with us. Do you work with companies outside of Canada as well? Yeah, Canada, US, UK, and Australia. Okay. Do you notice, uh, obviously, I would think there would be a difference, but if there's a way to generalize the difference in the each respective country, if you're at liberty to share? Um, not so much country, it's more okay. industries. Because, okay. you know, a lawyer is different than a dentist, which is different than a tradesperson, which is different than a B2B company. So understanding the unique of each service provider and what makes them different as well. How are they positioned in the industry is different. But I love that because every campaign is unique. It's a challenge for us and the team. So 
I've worked with a lot of customers over the years, and this is what makes it fun. It's not stagnant. We're not doing the same thing over and over. And plus, Google's always updating their algorithm. So we're on top of what's going on in the industry as well as trying to compete with all the other competitors. And uh, it's a lot of challenges that come with it. That's why we're in it. We enjoy the challenge. Can you share a... uh quantif a dollar value of a client that maybe came in saying, look, we don't know what to do. Or we're not sure how to do this. Can you help us? And here's what our budget is. And then you've, I don't know, two times, 10 times, a hundred times, whatever you've times their, uh, their return. Uh, you don't have to name names, of course, but uh, if, if you don't mind sharing a story, I'd love to hear. Yeah, definitely. So most of our clients are the uh, small, medium-sized businesses like a dentist or, you know, a plumber or a lawyer, right? All these are running probably a million to $5 million company, right? Couple employees. So they've probably dabbled in other forms of advertising, traditional social ads, whatever it may be, or other SEO companies, but was never satisfied or never got real returns or never even broke even, right? So coming to us, we're really a full service agency. And that's how it's different. We take on every pillar and aspect of an SEO campaign from technical keywords to strategy to then link building content, blogs, development to graphics to, you know, just everything that is required to get you ranked. And for us, our price point ranges. Uh, it starts at $1,500 a month and it goes up to $10,000, $20,000 a month. But for us, it's more about the long-term relationship, right? And it's a lot less expensive to work with a company with experience and good track record than trying to hire someone within or outsource, right? Because there's so many other pillars and aspects along the line. But there's a lot of good companies out there. I always tell business owners to look for people that you can trust, that you feel they're really in it for you, right? Because end of the day, business is business. It's just like you, if you run a business, you know who you want to work with, your ideal type of client. And if it resonates with you, work with them. The, if the gut says, no, they're not an ideal fit, then don't work for them, right? Do the vetting, go do, do the case study, call the references. Like it's a commitment. So you want to make sure this relationship will elevate you and your brand. So yeah, I easily... 2x, 5x clients, traffic. Um, but ultimately, what's more important for businesses is we try to get them the best inbound lead traffic of their ideal customers. That's more important than any traffic because there's a different type of person that's searching on Instagram and Facebook than searching on Google Organic. Yeah. Is there a process? Of course, it's uh, intellectual property that you go through, whether it's mentally or a, a physical checklist of identifying who your client's ideal client is. Yeah. So the in onboarding process is a whole checklist of questions. And really to get in the mindset of you've been in business for three to five years, you know, the best five or 10 of those type of clients. Tell me exactly that trait of the person, their habits, their age, their spend, what they like, who, who do they hang out with, like a bunch of questions. And once you have that, then we kind of know how to position their website and position themselves as, you know, go to market strategy. It's terrific, John. 
This is also the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with John Vuong, founder and president of Local SEO Search. For more information, feel free to visit localseosearch.ca. Again, localseosearch.ca. John, with uh, businesses and commerce constantly changing and evolving, what have you noticed in the last, uh, let's say, let's say within the last year that is different from the previous years? Like in terms of business for our company, we've actually, um, we're ultra grateful and so lucky to be in the digital space because we're more of a necessity today because of the shift, right? Bricks Mm -hmm. and mortar no longer is the first option, right? There's less traffic, less visibility, and no one wants to meet people in person. So they're resorting to online and they're resorting to like checking businesses out before they make a decision. And that's what we do. We help position business owners to become more visible, become more getting more traffic and uh, found on search so that they can do more of the lead gen and information gathering and content pushing to their ideal customers. So for us, we're very fortunate. There's been a shift definitely from traditional to online, and there's going to continue to be that, right? You just have to, as a business owner, understand where your ideal customers are residing, how they consume content, which platform are they using, what's the position you want to put out there so that you attract more of your ideal customers because content comes in written, audio, video, and image form, right? What does your ideal customers want to consume? And once you figure that out, you're going to be in a better shape uh, moving forward. Since we're on a, on a, a radio and podcast, what's your experience with the uh, SEO search with even a radio show or a podcast? Yeah, there's definitely more people listening on podcasts and radio. The challenge is how do you convert those people to then take action, right? To do something about it. So yes, listens are up. We also have our podcast show and there's more and more people consuming content. The challenge is there's a lot of content out there. There's more clutter than ever. How do you differentiate yourself? what's in it for the customer and always look at your ideal customer because your ideal customer might not even be listening to podcasts and you might be hitting a different segment altogether, which may create more opportunities for you. So just like anything like social, if you never dabble to do Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, there might be a subset or opportunity of people that you may want to target. So there's opportunity everywhere. You just cannot just focus on one medium Look at the grand picture of how customers are consuming information. It could be apps. It could be in-app purchases. It could be Google Home. It could be anything, right? Just figure it out. There's YouTube videos now. There might be an opportunity there. But search, I feel people are in control. And they want to be in control when they're buying and making any sort of decision, especially when it comes to a larger ticket item. And if you're able to be visible, to be an, a chance, <laughs> then you have an opportunity to win them over, right? But if you're not even there, then your competitors are winning them over. John, is there anything that uh, we may not have touched on on your show today that you'd like to share with, uh, with your audience? Yeah, honestly, like as a business owner, 
just stay positive, right? There's a lot of negativity going on in the world. I'm really focused on uh, just helping, right? Helping businesses as active clients, helping my, my staff improve and get better. And all the noise out there, there's always going to be noise, good and bad or distractions. Focus, right? Be present. So when I work, I work. When I am at home with my family, I'm present with my family. I turn off my phone. You know, just whatever it is, just focus. And there's always going to be distractions. So stay away from that and just whatever you can do, like put in the hard work, devote yourself to better, getting better always every day because it's never too late to make a shift. You always need to find opportunity, look for greatness, gravitate towards other people that are like-minded or are successful in your space. And there's always going to be people that want to support you along the lines as well. John, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you on. I, I hope you consider coming on our show again soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about a lot of things because I enjoy SEO. I enjoy, you know, being a parent, but life, I, I'm very much, I'm a happy person. <laughs> John, it's, it's evident. Thank you very much. Again, it's a pleasure and honor. and We will have you back um, very soon. That's for sure. Thank you again, John. Thanks a lot, Tom. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been John Vuong, founder and president of Local SEO Search Incorporated. John is, uh, as founder and president, he's, uh, also, his firm is also recognized as one of Canada's top search engine optimization firms. For more information, feel free to visit their website at localseosearch.ca. Again, localseosearch.ca. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dior. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The chief audio engineer is Eris Jacopoulos. Chief engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.